Dear aspirants, so here we start with the second chapter, Biological Classification. So first of all, the first classification was done by Aristotle and what he did was, he simply classified organisms based on their simple morphological characteristics into plants and animals. And then he classified plants into trees, shrubs and herbs and he also divided animals into two groups, one which had red blood and the other which did not. So it was basically a very gross, a very wholesome kind of classification and it just had the basis of simple morphological characters. As time evolved, of course in Linnaeus times, a two kingdom classification was developed and this did not, but even this system did not distinguish between the eukaryotes and the prokaryotes, unicellular and the multicellular and the photosynthetic green algae and the non-photosynthetic fungi groups. So basically it was a very primitive time, there was no like microscope and all that, they weren't developed. So of course unicellular and multicellular animals and plants and everything they were grouped together. So then times changed and the fifth five kingdom classification uh, in okay so it came in 1969 and the one who proposed it was R.H. Whittaker. So now he made a new kingdom called Fungi and all the five kingdoms defined by him were Monera, Protista, Fungi, Plants and Animalia. Okay animals and okay just say along me okay I guess you've all read this chapter around four or five times because this whole course is just a rapid revision for you because you know the exams are being postponed due to this COVID-19 and to everyone who's listening this please guys please every night before you sleep you need to pray for all those who suffered today who passed away who lost their families today because it's very disturbing time the pandemic is like you know just I just wish that everyone who's listening to it are safe along with their families so Amen. So now you need to repeat along me, okay? So the main criteria for the five kingdom classification used by Arish Whitaker were first cell structure, second body organization, third mode of nutrition, fifth reproduction. I'm sorry I did something wrong in accounting. So it was cell structure, body organization, mode of nutrition, reproduction and phylogenetic relationships okay then again after that a three domain system was developed by Carl Woos this name is not given in the NCERT but it is very important it's been asked in previous years aims and all so I think you need to know this and what happened in this uh, you know superior to kingdom a different taxonomic group was made which was called domain so there were three domains okay and what basically happened in this was the kingdom monera was divided into two domains okay archaea and uh, the prokaryotes in one and then all the uh, there was one domain the third domain which was called eukarya which had eukaryotic kingdoms so like in the eukaryotic kingdoms all the four sorry i'm i'm sorry there were three domains okay and in the third domain which was eukarya all the eukaryotic kingdoms the four kingdoms protesta mon uh, fungi plantain animalia were there but the first kingdom which is monera was divided into two domains one which had archaebacteria and the second which had eubacteria so regarding this 
this was the sixth kingdom classification basically because monera kingdom was divided further into two different domains but it is not that popular mainly the five kingdom classification by irish whitaker is still being accepted even today so now there's a table on page number 17 in my book maybe something different on your book but it's table 2.1 which is the characteristics of the five kingdoms you need to learn it because questions have been asked from this and i think if you're listening to this podcast of course your basic aim is to you know crack neat maybe this year or maybe in years to come by but you know this is important so first of all what you need to pay attention to uh, of course you know this that there's only one prokaryotic kingdom in the five kingdoms which is monera done okay the remaining four kingdoms are eukaryotic okay so now we've got cell wall i think you i i i'm expecting that you know the meanings of prokaryote and eukaryote do you like the eukaryotes have got cell membranes and membranes uh, surrounding their cell organelles like mitochondria and chloro- chloroplast and all but monera have got no cell membrane and all those uh, their cell organelles are basically naked okay so you need to notice and there's one okay we'll read this all in uh, cell chapter but now i'll tell you one thing that ribosome is a cell organelle which is for, found bought in prokaryotes as well as eukaryotes because it's a cellular so this is important okay so now coming on to cell wall this is also important you need to pay attention that in monera the cell wall is non cellulosic it it is not made up of cellulose in monera so what does it has it made up of polysaccharides amino acids okay so monera cell wall is made up of polysaccharides and amino acid but not of cellulose in protista cell wall is present in some in fungi cell wall is present of chitin this is very important you'll find this chitin word in fungi as well as in arthropoda when we study of uh, um, animal kingdom we'll study about arthropods which has insects mainly so in that insects and all like their different things crabs and prawns all those are in that so chitin is found in arthropoda and fungi okay these are different things but chitin is the common link okay and in plant of course you know plants they've got cellulosic cell wall and in animals cell wall is absent so one thing that's uh, like that's very different is from which questions are being asked is uh, monera the cell wall is of polysaccharides and amino acids okay now we move to nuclear membrane of course in prokaryotes there are no membranes so it's absent in monera and nuclear membrane is present in all the other four kingdoms protista fungi plants and animals now body organization is very important because you know in monera the prokaryotes unicellular anim- organisms are there and in protista the unicellular eukaryotic organisms are there and others are all they can be cellular uh, multicellular and unicellular as well so the body organization in monera is cellular the body organization in protista is cellular the body organization is multicellular or loose tissue in fungi and in plants it's tissue or organ and in animals it's tissue organ or organ system one thing you need to pay attention here is that in plants organ system is not formed okay in fungi multicellular for uh, mode of body organization is seen plus loose tissue is also seen and in monera and protista of course they are unicellular so only cellular mode of body organization is found now we've got is mode of nutrition it is very important monera is autotrophic okay autotrophic 
and in autotrophic also it has got chemosynthetic plus photosynthetic so monera is chemosynthetic autotrophic auto uh, photosynthetic autotrophic and also heterotrophic and in heterotrophic it's uh, like saprophytic or parasitic okay heterotrophic bacteria is the most common one it's the most abundant one and then we move on to protista so this is photosynthetic autotrophic and heterotrophic so here we've got uh, we've not got any chemosynthetic thing okay chemosynthesis is mainly seen in uh, monerans which are like mainly in archaea and all which are mainly anaerobic okay so if you talk about evolution so these were the f chemosynthetic bacteria were basically the first one to uh, evolve because they could survive without oxygen and i think you all are aware of that uh, when earth was formed so that time oxygen was not present in the atmosphere it was a reducing atmosphere without oxygen so only the ones who could survive without oxygen did survive so you know in some way we are all related to monerans oh okay it's a joke but it's true yeah okay so autotrophic chemosynthetic autotrophic and or <laughs> sorry okay i'm sorry um chemosynthetic autotrophic and photosynthetic autotrophic and heterotrophic which has saprophytic and parasitic these are all from monerans so they are very diverse in these uh, metabolic things but they are very simple in structure like they are one cell but they've got very diverse metabolic activities now we've got protista they are photosynthetic autotrophic and heterotrophic fungi is heterotrophic always okay they can be saprophytic or parasitic the plants are always autotrophic but not always there are some exceptions you know venus flytrap and all uh, there are some animal uh, like plants who are heterotrophic okay so we talking about autotrophic and animals are all heterotrophic some are holozoic like us and some are saprophytic we've got many examples we'll learn along so this table was very important i'm telling you that uh, like you need to open your ncrt book and then listen to this podcast so in that way you'll hear and you'll read and then like it gets registered in your mind it will be like you know evoking two three senses so that's what i'm planning to do okay so now we move on next to so i guess everyone's clear with that table now we've got uh, there are some lines in the ncrt from which questions have been asked so i'll just read those lines and you can close your eyes and listen to it if you wish okay so earlier classification systems included bacteria blue green algae fungi mosses ferns gymnosperms and angiosperms under plants now the character that unified this whole kingdom was that all these organisms included had a cell wall in their cells so all these organisms like bacteria blue green algae fungi mosses ferns gymnosperms and angiosperms were placed under plants just because they had a cell wall in their cells and then it so so in this it brought together the prokaryotic bacteria and the blue green algae with other groups which were eukaryotic it also grouped together the unicellular organisms and the multicellular organisms like chlamydomonas and the spirogyra were placed together under algae this system did not differentiate between the heterotrophic group the fungi and the autotrophic green plants though they also showed a characteristic difference in their cell wall composition as the you know the fungi has chitin in their cell walls while the green plants has a cellulosic cell wall so now when such characteristics were considered the fungi were placed in a separate kingdom and all prokaryotic organisms were grouped together under 
kingdom monera and a unicellular eukaryotes animals i mean sorry and a unicellular or eukaryotic organisms were placed into protista you know i'm i make mistakes sometimes because you know i'm not a professional and second of all it means that if you notice my mistakes then you're paying attention and that is important <laughs> okay joking so, so now kingdom protista has brought together chlamydomonas and chlorella which were earlier placed in algae within plants and of course they have cell walls with paramecium and amoeba which were earlier placed into animal kingdom so now you know the anim- the organisms which were uh, so earlier the kingdom uh, the organisms like chlamydomonas and chlorella which were earlier placed in plants and the anim- organisms like paramecium and amoeba which were earlier placed in animals they were brought together under one group one kingdom which was called protista because they had they were unicellular eukaryotes and so in this way uh, there are so many different like so many changes are happening in the classification system and we hope that in the future you know we'll we'll discover more of the stuff and we'll even classify things to even narrower lines okay so now to over time an attempt has been made to evolve a classification system which reflects not only the morphological physiological and reproductive similarities but is also phylogenetic phylogenetic means which is based on evolutionaries evolutionary relationships so now earlier what the problem was there was no microscopes and science was not so much advanced like today so now people what people aristotle and all did was they used to uh, classify things based on gross morphology like they used to think okay so this is a girl this is a boy but now you know with times we've derived so many genders are there so it's something like that i mean that's a bad example don't get offended i did not say anything wrong about it but in the same way so many attempts are being made to make the classification system a bit phylogenetic which includes the evolutionary relationships between organisms so now i think i've given a briefing of everything okay so i think you can you can pause the podcast for some minute and you know you can read your ncrt book if you're interested and so now we start uh, from the kingdom so first kingdom you can take a break if you wish to ah okay so kingdom monera bacteria are the sole members of this kingdom monera and they are the most abundant microorganisms because they are everywhere if you take a handful of soil or if you go to extreme habitats such as hot springs deserts no deep oceans everywhere they are everywhere okay they are even inside us even in our mouth even in our intestines uh maybe they are as parasites or whatever but bacteria are everywhere so now grouping bacteria is a tough thing but of course our scientists thanks to them they have done it and then bacteria are grouped under four categories based on their shape this is important i think in this question has come sometime that based on what and like people were writing something something but the answer is shape okay so bacteria are grouped under four categories based on their shape the spherical shape is coccus the rod shaped is bacillus the comma shaped is vibrio and the spiral shape is spirulum all the plurals are also given in the book i think you can check it and there's a diagram 2.1 you can look it up because questions can come like the diagram can be shown and you have to label it which kind of uh, bacteria is that so for that safety measure do it okay so now 
by structure bacteria is very simple because they've got one cell only but they are very complex in behavior by behavior i mean the metabolic thing they've got the most extensive metabolic diversity as i've already said that they are chemosynthetic autotrophic they are photosynthetic autotrophic they are heterotrophic um, which includes saprophytic and parasitic so they can do everything like they are very uh, diverse group so okay so uh, that's all that's given and the vast majority of bacteria are heterotrophs okay so now under this in kingdom monera they've got archaebacteria so now they are very special because uh, they can live in very harsh extreme habitats such as extreme salty waters halophiles hot springs thermoacidophils and marshy area methanogens one thing i like to tell you is if you i think you've started with the chemistry so in that you know halogens are there halogens are fluorine chlorine bromine iodine something like that so from that you know halogen okay so nacl i think you know the formula of table salt nacl that's salt so halogen has got something to do with salt so halo word halophils fills means have got an affection for phobia means they've got a hatred for so halophils means they like salty waters so they can it's not like but they can survive in salty waters and thermo thermo dynamics and all thermal means heat so hot spring thermoacidophils and marsh areas is methanogens you have to learn it so now archaebacteria differ from okay so under monera we've got archaebacteria and eubacteria so why what is the basis of division you may be thinking of it so the basic thing is this difference in their cell wall structure this is very important listen carefully okay so archaebacteria has got a cell wall which is made up of pseudomurin and pseudomurin is a polymer of nag and nat but whereas eubacteria has got a cell wall of murin and it murin is also called okay murin and that's peptidoglycan which is also called muco polypeptides and it is a polymer of nam and nag okay so that was the difference and methanogens are present in the gut of several ruminant animals like cows and buffaloes and that is responsible for the production of biogas from the dung of these animals i think you know about gober gas and kvic all those uh, things you see in the villages so like they are making a uh, power from the dunk biogas and gober gas so it's kind of resource and that's only because the methanogens are found in their gut okay so now moving on to eubacteria so eubacteria is a general bacteria which we say it's got a rigid cell wall okay and if it is a motile and it's got a flagellum cyanobacteria which was earlier called as blue green blue green algae which was earlier in the plant kingdom is now a bacteria it's been like it's considered a bacteria now and it's got a chlorophyll a which is very similar to that found in green plants and that's why and they are of course photosynthetic autotrophs and because of this presence of chlorophyll a earlier they had been placed in plants but now they have been categorized into bacteria and they are unicellular okay so now cyanobacteria are unicellular they are colonial or filamentous freshwater or marine or terrestrial algae the colonies are generally surrounded by gelatinous sheet they often bloom they often form blooms in polluted water bodies bodies some of these organisms can fix atmospheric nitrogen in specialized cells called heterocysts examples being nostoc and anabena okay so there's a diagram of nostoc given it's been asked thousand times in names i think you need to know it uh, there's a labeling of heterocyst and there's a labeling of mucilaginous sheet 
and it's very important it's not stock not anamena because it, i think it came last year to in aims so you need to pay attention to this diagram and heterocysts are the specialized cells in which the organism can fix atmospheric nitrogen now the chemosynthetic autotrophic bacteria oxidize various inorganic substances such as nitrates nitrites and ammonia and use their release energy for their atp production they play a great role in recycling nutrients like nitrogen phosphorus iron and sulfur this is very important i think i'll repeat it once so these chemosynthetic autotrophic bacteria they oxidize various inorganic substances such as say along yeah nitrites nitrites nitrates and ammonia nitrites nitrates ammonia and use a release energy for the atp production and they play a great role in recycling nutrients like say along me yes n p f e s nitrogen phosphorus iron and sulfur now heterotrophic bacteria are the most abundant in nature they are the majority are important decomposers they've got a significant impact on human affairs like they they are useful in making curd from milk production of antibiotics fixing nitrogen in legumes etc so heterotrophic bacteria are the ones like the lactobacillus which helps making curd from milk and in production of various antibiotics they help in fixing nitrogen in legumes but there are some heterotrophic bacteria which are pathogenic which cause diseases to humans farms farm animals crops etc which are some examples are given in the book cholera typhoid tetanus citrus canker don't worry if you're not very very much worse with the diseases because we've got a chapter in 12 human health and diseases we'll read about everything in detail there so now reproduction of course bacteria reproduce mainly by fission so their cell division like simple cell division is a mode of reproduction in them but sometimes under unfavorable conditions they produce spores so spores are produced under unfavorable condition in favorable conditions they divide mainly by fission but under unfavorable conditions they produce spores because they've got bigger sub, uh, surviving capacity and they also reproduce by a sort of primitive sexual reproduction by uh, by a typical dna transfer from one bacterium to other uh, that's called conjugation something we'll read about it okay now there like we've studied about archaeobacteria and we're, we're studying about eubacteria and eubacteria we have studied about cyanobacteria and then the chemosynthetic bacteria and the heterotrophic bacteria and then there one more organism called mycoplasma and they are called the jokers of the plant kingdom why because they've got no fixed shape they're pleomorphic pleomorphic means they can change shape and they completely lack a cell wall they've got no cell wall and they are anaerobic they can survive without oxygen okay and most of them are pathogenic to animals and plants and they are resistant to penicillin because they've got no cell wall so they are heterotrophic of course so mycoplasma jokers of the plant kingdom they do not have a cell wall can survive without oxygen pleomorphic resistant to penicillin heterotrophic and pathogenic to animals and plants this was whole of kingdom monera i guess lectures getting long so maybe i'll split the lecture into other kingdoms so till then i think go revise your ncrt and just pray for the ones who are stuck in this pandemic i hope everyone's doing fine uh, okay so let's march to neat come on guys